Good evening, Hoops fans. Thanks for joining us courtside. You're listening to episode two of the Courtside Australia podcast. I'm your host, Les Stoddard. Sitting right across from me, the big man in the middle, Dane Jones. How are you, Les? Good to be back. So glad to be back for a second episode. Last, and certainly not least, the man with the fastest hands in the South, Liam Fitzpatrick. Gentlemen, very happy to be here. Thank you, gents, for joining me. Um, before we get stuck into today's show, just want to take the opportunity to thank everyone for the support over the last week. Um, we've had some great feedback from Facebook and, and social media. We've listened to that. We've taken it on board. We'll try and keep it a little bit shorter this week. And uh, I guess we'd just like to thank everyone for, for actually listening and taking the time to listen because when we first started out, we weren't too sure whether anyone actually listened. So. I think at present, Les, we're sitting at about 140 listeners. So that is... Excellent. That is excellent, and uh, and we're, we're so so glad and thankful you can join us. As always, you can certainly hit us up on social media. Liam, over to you for the, the handles. Definitely. So you can find us on Facebook, uh, Courtside Australia. We're on Twitter at Courtside LDL, and we've obviously got our website, courtsideaustralia.com. would be great to see a few more people jumping on the website or on social media and sending in some questions. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get stuck into that later on. We've got a couple of new segments this week, all the favourites from last week as well. Um, no better time now than, than to get into round 17, the week that was the, the NBL round 17. We'll go through the scores. Um, first game, it's a couple of surprises round 17, uh, as always. It's been that sort of season, but it started off New Zealand 81, lost to Cairns 94. Some interesting results there, but also a horrific injury, which we'll certainly touch on. Um, Brisbane lost to Sydney, uh, 77 to 80 on their home floor. Disappointing for Brisbane, but uh, Sydney put themselves right back in the finals hunt. Saturday was a huge night of basketball. Started off with Illawarra and Adelaide. Top two teams going at it. Illawarra beat the Adelaide 36ers on their home floor, 95 to 92. Followed up with the second of the doubleheader, Perth, Melbourne, Perth 73, Melbourne 71. Huge ramifications for that game. Sydney defeated New Zealand 84-57 to continue on their massive, massive weekend and put himself right back in the mix. And finally, last game of the weekend was Cairns 97, defeated Brisbane 83. Uh, again, massive weekend for Cairns as well. So, look, fellas, uh, that was the weekend it was. Uh, Liam, what caught your eye? What what, what do you think was the, the highlight of the weekend? Yeah, I think starting out, uh, the first game on Australia Day over in New Zealand, as you mentioned, Les, a very, very horrific injury uh, to the breakers in court, Akil Mitchell, which by the looks of it, he is making a recovery. And I know he's questionable for this week, but still a chance to play. So fingers crossed. Yeah, it's a great recovery. I haven't seen anything like that on a basketball court. So yeah, best wishes to him and hopefully he gets back on the floor soon enough. Yeah. And looking at that game, I think uh, the breakers never really got it going. Um, Dillard sort of had a couple of highlight plays, my man, but struggled a little bit. And um, when Mitchell went down with that injury, I think they were... Down six, Abercrombie came in, made a pair of free throws, and they were right in touch uh, with about seven minutes to go. Cairns run it off a 9-0 run, and the breakers were never in the game from that point. Um, huge game from the tight ends from Cammy Glidden. 26 points, 7-10 from deep, 5-5 five five free throws. So just doing it from a pair of lines, Cammy. Yeah, that's a, that's a big game. Seven, anytime you hit seven threes in a game, you know, you, you know you're feeling it. I think watching that game, the one thing that was obvious to see was how much that injury affected the players. When he went down, some players went over and looked if he was all right. And you could see, it was almost a look of terror oh. on their faces. It's definitely not what you like what you like to see in professional sport. No, and, and it certainly felt queasy even watching the replays and, and the photos afterwards. It was, uh, 
it was a horrific injury and something I've certainly never seen in my years of watching and playing and coaching basketball. It's, uh, yeah, like I said before, best wishes and, and hopefully he gets back on the floor soon enough. Yeah, I think even just watching it on TV, it was that sort of thing, just the visual element of it really uh, pretty gut-wrenching. So. Yeah, it's one of those ones, and, and there's a few football breaks of the leg and things that come to mind. Yeah, it's one of those ones you, you don't want to see and hopefully he gets back on the floor. If it's not this weekend, it'll be hopefully next. That's it. So the Breakers obviously struggled uh, going 0 for 2 on the weekend. On the flip side, Cairns, uh, they went 2 from 2 and put themselves right in that finals conversation. Another big win uh, in Brisbane uh, with Travis Trice having 27 points, 5 or 6 from 3. Uh, the Bullets, obviously a little bit light on in terms of their depth. Their main guys played quite well, but I think they had two points off the bench and really just didn't, didn't have enough to go with Cairns and were never really in that game. Yeah, I watched that game, and uh, and you're right. Cairns just every just had all the answers really. Brisbane th- sort of threw down the challenge every now and then, but uh, Cairns on their home floor, as you sort of mentioned, huge weekend for them. Put himself right back in the playoff mix. So they're sitting third in the ladder right now, and uh, got plenty of momentum with with that squad up there in Cairns. Yeah, look, I, I think um, on the NBL itself, I actually caught the. Wildcats United game over at the, uh, well, I like to call it the Cattery, but I believe it goes by the jungle. So it's definitely a nail-biter. Um, in the dying seconds of that game, Barlow missed a open three-point shot, which would have meant Melbourne winning the game. I was pretty happy he missed, to be honest, because I meant I would have tipped zero if they got across the line. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get to that later. Look, a few awesome performances uh, from the Wildcats. Obviously, Cotton and Martin teamed up with some big points. Cotton got himself 19, but he only went two for 11 from from behind the arc. So uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I think, you know, since his injury, we we need to start to see some some better results. He also got two assists, uh, sorry, six assists and two steals. So played a big one. Once again at Melbourne, Golding and Ware teamed up for big points, combining for 34. It seems same again. You can't lean on those two to, to win games. You need you need the other members of the team or the other puzzle pieces to fit into that lineup, and and when they do, we'll start to see some results. Exactly right. I think massive for the Wildcats. Bryce Cotton knocking back an offer to join the Atlanta Hawks on a ten day contract. Huge. The week leading up, so they'd be wrapped that he's all in for the season. And yeah, I know you said not the best shooting night, but definitely getting them over the line, and they'd be really happy to have him there. I think. Yeah, and I think it's probably a positive for them too that despite him going for two, going two for eleven from the three, they still won the game, still ended up winning the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, certainly some positives there, and like you said, just I'll, need some more from from the United. I'll just Wales. point out that Melbourne had seven more turnovers with a total of eighteen than Wildcats, so that obviously doesn't help. It was a two point game, seven more turnovers <laughs> that that leads the points at the other end. You're right. What game did you catch up with this week, Les? Uh, so for me, I I was really really happy with the well, not necessarily happy being a United guy, but uh, the fact that City Kings put himself right back in the playoff on with two big wins. Uh, started off. With a, with a tough road win in Brisbane on uh, on the Friday night. Got the game by three points there. Um, Kevin Lish continuing on his great season, probably going to be in the top three or four in the league MVP voting. But he had uh, 23 points, two rebounds, six assists in that game. Huge, huge part of, him, of them winning that game. Uh, Greg Whittington had uh, 13, three and two. Only had 18 minutes of, of court time due to some foul trouble. So... For those two guys to still combine and, and winning to have those sort of numbers with, with the limited prep, or not limited prep, but the fact that they had, he had that foul trouble, I think that's uh, that's obviously big for them. 
uh, and then they then they went and and won as well. Um, they won a, at home a, a massive result, beating the Breakers by by 37 um, in that game. Lish again, the standout, 15-3-3, and then three steals as well. So fill the stat sheet up there. Whittington, 16-8-7, a uh, huge production from those two guys. It's massive for them in the fact that Brad Newell is out still. Potentially could come back this week and we'll get stuck into that. But They've really given themselves a look coming in the pointy end of the season. They have. I, I was one last week, so <laughs> I think I tipped against them both games on the weekend and said that they're, they're probably done. Uh, they came back and had a massive win, put themselves right back in the hunt, back up in the top four. And with Newley to come back in, they're only going to get better. So they, yeah. they could be scary come final time as well. Yeah, that Sydney-Melbourne game coming up this week is a massive one. I think, you know, must win for both teams, you have to say. Yeah, it definitely is, and it shapes to be. You could could decide who finishes in that top four at the end of the season. So, look, that's our review of the NBL Round 17. Um, great weekend, as always. Close results. Massive Round 18 coming up. But right now, we're very excited to bring it back for week two. Get with it. Yeah, Les, the man you were just talking about, uh, Greg Whittington. Obviously, a big weekend. Uh, the 16, 8, and 7, the 13 points uh, going 100% from the field, uh, two big wins for the Kings, and just some massive dunks. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, alley oops, just throwing them in from the side, no contact on the ring. And I think as good as the dunks was Cope's dancing on the sideline. <laughs> that was great. And I saw too Gaze's reaction to one of them. He just, the massive fist bump, the running fist bump was amazing. And like I said, Cope's dancing on the sideline, fantastic to see. Much prefer to see him back down in Melbourne. Absolutely. It is an absolute crime to have Gaze and Copeland on the sidelines in Sydney. I think we need them down here. I think we do, and I think there might be that opportunity potentially with a second Melbourne franchise coming in. That is the dream. That is the dream. Look, that's the NBL wrap for round 17. We'll, uh, we'll get more into some CBL local basketball after the break. Thanks for joining us, and we'll, uh, we'll be back shortly. Welcome back to uh, Courtside Australia. I guess it's uh, time to have a look at the CBL semifinals. We're lucky enough to get down and watch both the games. Les, uh, you were the man at game one. What did you think? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to go down and watch the Warrigal Maui game. Uh, Warrigal came out on top, winning 67-50. Uh, just a quick, quickly, some top scorers there. For Warrigal, Mike Siano had 16, uh, Noah Gown had 11, and Umbu Uliando had 11 as well. And for Maui, Simon Vanapasur had 15, Jaden Van Dyke 13, and Harry Pepper had 10. Good to see a couple of young kids in the leading scorers there for both sides. Um, Noah Gown and Harry Pepper both had great games. To be honest, I thought Harry Pepper was probably the standout for Maui. I thought he, he really provided a spark off the bench when he came in and uh, played a, a great game. Our very own Liam Fitzpatrick led it easily with the offensive rebounds. Uh, must have had six or seven offensive rebounds in that game as well. But overall, look, it was it was probably a little bit of a scrappy game, I thought. It was it was really hotly contested. Warrigal got out to an early lead. Uh, and then Maui just couldn't quite bridge that gap. It was it was very much it was very much Maui would get it to a sort of back within ten and then they always hung around. They were just they there. Did. They didn't go away. Warrigal were just good enough every time they were, were reasonably challenged. Maui would step up a D and Warrigal would go down and hit a three when necessary. So what were your thoughts on the game, Liam? You, you obviously played in it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was uh, very closely contested. In the end, the scoreline probably didn't do Maui justice. I think yeah. you know, it, was a very, it was a close game. Uh, it was around that you know, 8 to 10, 15 points. And then we had a bit of a Mike Sano mad minute, a couple of big pull-up threes, yeah. I think three or four steals in a row. 
and then uh, just decided to remove himself from the game with a few words to one of the spectators, which was uh, pretty much part of the course. Always a highlight when uh, when Mike has his, his bad minutes. So, yeah, look, thoroughly deserved. The Moe had a great season after probably looking like they weren't going to play finals. So congratulations to them, guys, but also congratulations on, on not moving on. Um, look, Dane, you were lucky enough to get down to game two at Churchill. Uh, what, what happened there? Yeah, look, I got down to uh, Churchill on Sunday afternoon in, in the sauna out there at the Churchill Stadium. <laughs> Plenty of windows around. But look, I think it was it was a good game. It was nice and close. Obviously, the, the final margin probably doesn't show what the game was like. Churchill got up 85 to Trailwind 71. Some big, big performers from um, Churchill. We had Andrew Petru, snagged 23. He just seemed couldn't miss a shot. Of course, JC and Vachon, both 20 and 19 to their names. So uh, for Trelgan, Benny Barlow sort of kept him in the hunt with 26 and, and some fairly big defensive stops. Other than that, Trelgan was fairly quiet. I think Brad Watson found himself in the right spot a lot. He just seems to always snag himself those offensive boards. You're a big Brad Watson fan, aren't you? Uh, I just love a guy who finds himself in the right spot. It's good of you to acknowledge someone from Trelgan, though. Yeah, look, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Classic stitch-up. Yeah, it was a stitch-up. Look, I think it was a better showing than what we all would have thought. You know, it was fairly close right right up to the end and, and definitely some real up-and-comers in that Trailman team. Yeah. And and if they can keep the squad together, they're going to be one to watch in, in the near future. Yeah, certainly. They're, they're obviously a lot younger squad. And, uh, although they've got a couple of guys that probably take their average age up a little, but the young guys are the ones that do most of the damage. And if they can keep Benny Barlow there for, for the next five to ten years, they're going to cause some headaches in the league. They'll be in the top four. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, moving on from that, we want to get into the CBL final predictions. But before we do, I think Fitz got a couple of quotes sent in to him this week. So uh, what you got? A couple of quotes from a couple of legends of the game. Uh, so the Blue Devils own Jordan Canavan, uh, his comments on the game. He said, this weekend is a great opportunity, something that we won't take for granted. There's not much that I can say that will be new to you and your listeners. A great respect is held for Warrigal. They have been the benchmark for as long as I can remember. This is the challenge we want. The game is going to be a beauty, and it's right there for either team to win. Uh, on the other side of the fence, uh, the Warriors, Mike Sano. Looking forward to the game. I love taking the ball with my Warrior brothers more and more as I get older. Churchill are worthy champions, and we will need to play well to beat them. Then one out of the Mike Sano vault. <laughs> I don't play for fun. I play to win. Winning is fun. Winning is fun. I think we can all agree on that. It's, uh, yeah. That's, that's no one likes losing, season. and if you do, give up. Yeah. <laughs> You're the wrong game. All right. We want to get to the game predictions themselves. Obviously, I'll, I'll start with mine myself because uh, I'm here. So let's go with, I think we're going to have Warrigal by a few, maybe four or five. And as for an MVP, I think the man Mike Tano is going to pull up and, and punish him from, from deep. I like it. Mm. Yeah, I love it too. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick a Warrior win. I think you're spot on, Dan. It's going to be a close game. And it's always one of those where you don't feel like either team deserves to lose, but that is the nature of the sport. Um, so, yeah, I think a close one for Warrigal. And my pick for the MVP, big Calvin Rees, who I think uh, loves to come to play in these games. Yeah, he certainly does. Look, I'm a bit torn here. The head probably says Warrigal. The heart says Churchill, having coached them previously and played there. I'm going to be different here. I'm going to say Churchill, just to be different. Yeah. Um, and my tip for MVP is Rob Michaelides. He was very quiet there last week. and 
And the eight points, I believe. It's very unlike Robin. Usually he comes out and has 30 on in, in finals. So <laughs> and if, even if he doesn't, if JC has 30, he'll probably still be the MVP. Yeah, that's true. Or even if Nick gets free throws right at the end of the game, <laughs> probably get MVP. So there's something about him. He, he, uh, he certainly gets on the, the good side of the, the people who judge that particular award. And uh, that's, that's my selection there. So look, I just hope it's going to be a great game. And, and I'm really looking forward to getting out there and, and speaking with a couple of guys and, and watching the game. It'll be a cracker. I think good luck to all the players who take field on the weekend um, yeah. you know, it's an achievement making it to any grand final yeah so. certainly and good luck to our very own Lee Fitzpatrick too Fitz. he, uh, he'll certainly be a, a huge part of it and a, a big figure uh, for, the, for the Warrior team and be massive for, for them whether they, they win or lose so. alright so moving on I was pretty excited about this we've uh, got ourselves <laughs> I'm so nervous about uh, this. we've got ourselves a new segment we're calling it Les Off The League <laughs> He's a he's a fiery man on Big Les, and I've got I've actually got a listener question that come in. So um, I'm going to put you on the clock, Les, and, and I'm going right. to buzz you out at the minute mark. Buzz me out. Buzz you out. Right. So uh, here we go. So one of our listeners wrote in and said the first game being Warrigal versus Maui. There were some interesting refing decisions of that game, and what do you? I know it's a hard one. What do you think? <laughs> Look, I'm never one to bash referees, but. I think as a as an ex player and as a coach, we can handle we can handle mistakes. Players make mistakes, coaches make mistakes. That's fine. I think that the hardest thing as a player and a coach is the, the lack of consistency sometimes. And watching that game, I, I just felt like there wasn't any consistency with with what was called. There were some really bizarre, soft little touch fouls away from the ball. Moe went to the line so many times, and none of them were actually shooting fouls. It was all bonus and. I just sometimes I question what's important in a game of basketball, what calls are important. And I think the ones that need to be called are the hard, obvious ones when guys are getting hammered, going hard to the bucket. You've got to protect the guy that's attacking, trying to go and score. That wasn't happening Saturday night, and I think I think that's something that needs to be looked at. I I just there was no consistency. Five. It just look yeah, that's probably Three, enough for me. I two it probably wasn't up the screen. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, yeah, look. That's very man, diplomatic, actually. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's always hard when it comes to referees. Of course, they're there. It's not a job many many people want to do. So. No, and they look. They do a good job. Like I said, it's it's not. You can handle mistakes. It's when when there's inconsistencies as a player. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what, what you can and can't do. And that's all you Absolutely. want. So. Yeah. Look, that's pretty much it for our CBL uh, wind-up this week. Obviously, we'll be back with the results from the grand final. I think we're all going to make the effort to get down there. I'll certainly try. Uh, we <laughs> host, so, Fitzy. Can't so, wait. yeah, we'll shoot off for a quick break and uh, be back in a tick. Welcome back, Courtside. You're joining us for a brand new segment called... Say my name, say my name, no one is around. So here we're going to uh, write down a player's name on a sheet of paper. I'm going to slide it across the dame, and he's going to do his best. This will come from last week. So uh, what you got, Fitzy? So the gentleman we're talking about tonight, former West Sydney Razorback, played four years at the University of Georgetown, Uh, actually played two stints with the Pigs, Uh, career averages of 13.8 and one and a half blocks. Right. Well, uh, thanks for this. So uh, hopefully this segment doesn't stick around too long, but I've got a feeling it might. So got to have a crack. Shika Yayadea? Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah? What? Yeah. What is it? Now, I hope I get this right. Yeah. Uh, but as I recall, it was uh, Chiki Yayadea. 
Right. I wasn't no. far off. I wasn't, it is CH. Yeah. So much better than your Valentinus last week. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. He was a West Sydney Razorback legend. Him and Julian Kazoo. Fantastic team. <laughs> That's a really underrated uh, big man duo, I think. I couldn't agree more. They're, they're great. And by the way, West Sydney Razorbacks. What so good having your, your mascot as a pig. I love it. Yeah. I think of the Sydney franchises... So they went from the Razorbacks to the Spirit. Now they've obviously gone back to the Kings. The Kings is a classic, but there was something about the West Indian Razorbacks. Yeah, poor, poor cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so moving right along. On our last week, we did do our uh, picks of the NBA All-Star Reserves. So they did announce those during the week. We got a few right. We got a few wrong. Neither here nor there, but I'd be really interested to hear, and I think I know, Dane, what your response might be. Yeah. Who do we think was the biggest snub from the All-Star game? Yeah, old Gobert. Rudy <laughs> Gobert. I'm pissed. Gobert. He's Imagine. such a good player. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think he, he certainly deserves to go in. I think it's just the body of work, and that's what DeAndre Jordan got in instead. But I certainly get it. Um, for me, certainly, yeah, Gobert, or Gobert, as we he's affectionately known from on, the now court on, side, on the Courtside Australia podcast. Uh, look, for me, I think Chris Ball's a surprise. He, he deserved to be. I know he's hurt, but... At the same time, put it back in the hands of the league and, and he deserves it. If he wasn't hurt, he'd be there. I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah, fair enough. Um, for me, I think probably uh, Joe Allen B. I know it was a long shot trying to get him in there. Has missed a lot of games. Has been on a minutes restriction. I think he's rookies, they don't like rookies. Is that, isn't that his first year? Well, it last, is his first year. The last rookie to make it was Blake Griffin, I think, and prior to that, and, and he missed a year. And prior to that was Tim Duncan. So there's not many rookies that actually make it at the All-Star team. LeBron didn't make it in his. Kobe didn't make it in his. So there's some serious players that didn't make it. But I agree. I think I think he should be there. Yeah. Hopefully they get him in the skills challenge just so we can get him at All-Star weekend. Uh, and the three-point shootout. Absolutely. Surely you're shooting at a great clip. Yep, get him in. <laughs> get him in everything. While, while, contest too. while we're at that, just really quickly, DeAndre Jordan offered a spot in the dunk contest. His response, as long as I go in the three-point uh, shooting contest. I'd love to see DJ in the three-point shootout. That would be amazing. Do you think he'd make one? Eh, I don't know. I don't think it's important. <laughs> It'd just be a great time. Yeah. Look, we're going to change pace here. Back into the local stuff. We're going through our, our NBL tips. Look, an indifferent start to our tipping careers uh, last week, let's say, as Dane mentioned earlier. If it wasn't for, well, luckily for that, that missed three by Barlow and and then the potential game-tying tip-in by Boone, uh, he would have been up a penalty his first week. Uh, he, he did tip one. And um, you all don't want to see that. So uh, Definitely would have been a nudie run. Yeah, look, I think there'd be all sorts of all sorts of people logging into our Facebook live stream of that. Um, <laughs> we'd definitely promote it. We wouldn't sell tickets because we want everyone to see it. Maybe not the kids, but otherwise. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, Fitzy, well, Liam, Liam obviously, well, not obviously, tip three. I posted that on the Facebook page last night. We got three out of six right, which, to be perfectly honest, most of the teams are at 500 this year anyway in the NBL or below. Uh-huh. So I think that's a great effort. I think I'll be a chance of finals. I, you would be. I, I took a chance on Illawarra beating Adelaide, and I luckily I got it or I would have been right down the bottom. I finished up with two. And Dane got the, the solitary tip, the Perth defeating Melbourne. So we've got to redeem ourselves this, this week. I think we'll, uh, we'll certainly acquit ourselves in much better fashion. So we're going to go into round 18 tips. Uh, Dane, who you got? Illawarra cans. Illawarra. Illawarra for Dane. How about you, Liam? I'm taking Illawarra as well. Clean sweep there. I think they were really good on the home floor last week, beating Adelaide. So no reason they shouldn't do it again this week. 
Uh, second game, Perth versus Brisbane in Perth. Dane? Yeah, I'm going to go the Wildcats over there. Um, once again, trying to make a stick. Wildcats at the Cattery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All about the Cats at the Cattery. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joining the Cattery as well. Adelaide, New Zealand in Adelaide. Adelaide coming off uh, their first loss in quite some time. Yeah, look, I think Liam brought up an interesting point. They've all pretty much secured first spot, so I'm going to tip New Zealand to beat them this week. Ooh, I like it. Right. Yeah, I think we saw them obviously drop one against a very good little Warriors side last week. I don't think they'd be too keen on losing two in a row heading into finals, so I'm going to stick with the Sixers. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think uh, I don't think they'll be losing on the home floor in New Zealand, especially if... Uh, Mitchell's still out with that, that eye injury too. Let's um, get him in. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sydney, Melbourne, this is potentially game of the round. Biggest ramifications. This is going to be a tough one, Dane. Are you going with your heart or your head on this one? Oh, I'm going with my heart on this one. I want to see Melbourne get up. They've lost a few in a row now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the Kings after a couple of big wins last week. This, yeah, this is a tough one. The the backcourt matchups here are going to be basically decide the game. Um I'm going Sydney just because it's in Sydney, and unfortunately, I think that'll see Melbourne basically be done for the year. So, which is a shame, but we'll, we'll probably chat about that later on. So, Sydney for me. Uh, Cairns, Perth in Cairns. Yeah, I'm going to go Cairns. It's a long way to go for Perth. Yeah, absolutely agree with the tough game against Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Heading up to the Snake Pit, I think Cairns will be too good. Yeah, I agree. I think Cairns is a clean sweep for Cairns there. And final game of the round. What a tough weekend for Melbourne. Um, back at home, Villawarra. I think this is the open air match back at High Sense Arena potentially Monday night. Yeah, weather permitting. Weather permitting, yeah. All right. That being the case, then, I'm um, going to take a long shot and go to Melbourne to get up. <laughs> Once again, it's my home. Is that a long shot or is that just you wanting Melbourne to win? I think it's me wanting Melbourne to win. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm moving right. on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Hawks in that one. I think, obviously, Melbourne, a uh, bit less time to recover after the game against Sydney and Illawarra just be too strong. Can I put my tip in based on what the conditions are going to be like? No. You've so got to pick Melbourne, one. if the roof's open? If the roof's <laughs> open, Melbourne, because they're the only ones out of those two teams that have played <laughs> in those conditions. We were lucky enough to be at that game last year against Perth, and it was an absolute cracking experience. So I, I We're putting the you. pressure on. No, no, we're putting the pressure on. We want a, a tip. I'm... I'm sitting on the fence here, but no. I, encourage, I encourage people to get along because it is a different experience sitting there watching an NBL game with the roof open. But it was a it was a cracking evening. It was, it was a great event. So get along. Even though it's a Monday night, school night, I think it's certainly worth getting along to. Yeah, nothing happens in the first week of school anyway. Exactly right. Um, look, for me, I just think Melbourne back on the home floor. I'll, yeah, I'll take Melbourne. There you go. So I'm with you, Dane. I'm, I'm with you there. And, and look. With a bit of luck after the weekend, hopefully Melbourne have kept their season head, alive. Head say Illawarra, heart say Melbourne? Uh, no, I just think Melbourne Melbourne are, are tough at home. They, they really are. And I think David Anderson getting another game back into him, I think. I think it's first one back at High Sense for a while too. Yeah. It is, yeah. 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 They, they've yeah. played really well there and, and I think uh, I think that's an advantage. So, look, it's been fun, gents. Um, that's certainly episode two, done and dusted. It's been a lot of fun, as I said. Have you got guys anything, last words, anything to add? Yeah, look, I, th- I think I'll just add that, um, once again, thanks for tuning in and uh, obviously taking on board some more more feedback. We're really working hard to get it up on iTunes. There's a, there's a bit of a, a process involved, but it, it's definitely underway and, and hopefully we'll see some results soon. Yeah, that's an exciting development. Uh, if we can get up on iTunes, we'll just obviously get the, the reach a little bit far, a little bit wider, and, and that's all we want. So. Absolutely. And guys, please do hit us up. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, jump on the website. Love to hear from you. Any feedback. Good, bad, indifferent. Questions would be great. I think 
you know, what else can we get to let Liz off the leash? Can it just not be questions about the referees every week, though? That's the one thing I <laughs> Bring them in, guys. <laughs> Send them in hot in the bus. <laughs> Look, I'm all for having a chat every now and then, but, but let's get some semi-serious topics from time to time as well. So... Look, guys, it's been fun. Um, we'll certainly catch you next week, Courtside, uh, Courtside Australia, episode three. We will see you at the CBL game. And as always, we'll catch you Courtside.